This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. We're in the midst of another big concern on pricing of the drugs we use to stay healthy. Speak, of course, of the EpiPen used by millions to handle allergic reactions. The price has risen in increments recently, but because of the structure of copays and deductible structure, it became much more noticeable how much the price had risen, 450% since 2004. But Mylan has quickly moved to try and ease concerns by increasing availability to the EpiPen for those people who have insurance issues. Joining us here in the studio, Mark Pauley, Professor of Healthcare Management and Business Economics here at the Wharton School. Also joining us, Dr. Andrea Apter, who's the Program Director of the Section of Allergy and Immunology at the Perelman School of Medicine here at the University of Pennsylvania. Great to have you both here. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Before we get into it, comments made by uh, Heather Bresch today on CNBC uh, about the problems, but more specifically about what they're going to try and do to alleviate some of the concerns of consumers. That everybody who needs an EpiPen has an EpiPen. As a mother, I can assure you the last thing that we would ever want is no one to have their EpiPen due to price. So I... Like I said, our response has been to take that immediate action of making sure that everyone has an EpiPen. So that was first in front, and that's why we're here today, is to make sure that that message is out there loud and clear and that no one is falling through okay. the crack. Well, that's the comment of Heather Bresch. Uh, reactions? Mark, first you. Well, uh that, that's probably a, sh- a short-term uh, cosmetic solution, um, although and many, many companies actually make uh, coupons available for low-income people. But uh, uh, the details, uh, how, you, how convenient it is to access them, uh, how do you prove that you're a low-income person and are entitled to them and uh, aren't a high-income person who rationally purchased high-deductible insurance and is just ticked off at having to pay $700. Uh, those are all uh, things yet to be worked out. Uh, uh, the long-term solution, uh, I guess the punch of mine from my point of view is this doesn't sound like a long-term solution to the problem. Andrea? This medication is really not very expensive. Um, for example, a, a vial of it that um, a pharmacist might use costs at least a pen today about $12.50. And I have patients who absolutely feel they cannot buy an EpiPen. Of course, it's time for school to start, and many of the people who need EpiPens are children, Um, and schools need to have them, and families need to have EpiPens at school and at home for the patients, and it adds up. Your comments are welcome at 844 Wharton right now, 844-942-7866. We're talking about the problems with uh, pricing on the EpiPen. Again, 844-942-7866. The the price increase, Mark, 450% over a 10-year period is the I mean, that sounds like a lot in terms of the industry right now. Is that a lot? Oh, it's much above the industry average. Yep. Overall, drug prices have actually uh, been increasing at quite modest rates, and in fact, um, in some years, uh, 
2013 and 2012, uh, they actually went down in real terms, uh, mostly because of uh, drugs going generic. So overall, drug prices in the U.S. Uh, are uh, not out of control, but uh, – uh, on a slow news day, you can almost always find some drug company that uh, jacked up their price by an enormous amount. And this phenomenon of sort of um, um, uh, going through your portfolio of products and seeing if you can find some that that uh, uh, um, are underpriced in the sense that uh, you don't think there's much price resistance to raising the price. Well, we've seen examples of that with Valiant and with other companies as well. That seems to be what some drug companies are doing rather than trying to discover new medicines. They're trying to uh, do what uh, economists euphemistically call maximize shareholder value, but um, uh, what ordinary people call greed. And what we uh, discussed before we went on the air is the fact that also this becomes a very a hot political issue right now. It's obviously part of the the presidential race. You have uh, the what's going on in Congress right now towards Valiant. Uh, it, seemingly, this is something that's going to remain in the news for quite some time. Yeah, if you want to be embarrassed uh, in testifying before Congress, this is the, the way to guarantee that will happen to you. Kind of like Martin Shkreli? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, in terms of the medical issues uh, on this, Andrea, you mentioned about, about schools, and, and that was one of the first thoughts I had, is you have a lot of school systems where they need to have this medicine on hand, yet a lot of these systems are struggling financially to begin with. Now you're talking about these types of price increases. How can some of these schools, Philadelphia, our own school system, right here in our city, with the financial debt that they are dealing with, how can they handle these price increases? Well, they ask patients to bring in EpiPens, so it, it, the, the burden also falls on the patients, that's for sure. Um, I mentioned that a vial that might be used in a pharmacy um, costs only $12.50 and injections can be drawn up, but this is very, very hard for a patient or um, a school to do in an emergency situation. So is it just the technology where the markup is concerned? I don't think the technology is that new. The EpiPens have been around for a long time. Nothing's new about it. Mark? I think uh, it's important to keep in mind that... um uh, uh, the prices have uh, at one time were uh, on the order of $100 for the, the dual pack, and yeah. uh, they've increased. Uh, and unless there's been an outbreak of greed, you kind of wonder, the, at least there's the debater point, why why didn't they uh, raise the price 10 years ago? If right. they raise it now, uh, maybe we should send a thank you note for uh, <laughs> holding the line on prices for all those years. Now, I don't believe that, but I think it's important to ask what were the – there must have been some changes in external circumstances that allowed uh, uh, the, this company to raise prices. One of them actually was a requirement that uh, schools and uh, emergency medical settings and so forth uh, stock EpiPens and then um, despite uh, – some exceptions, prescription drug coverage has been growing, and uh, especially with the Affordable Care Act. And so, uh, when there's an increase in demand, uh, the response of a profit-maximizing firm is to raise prices. So that's what they did. And then on the co- competition side, uh, for uh, some peculiar reasons, but uh, also some expected reasons, um, it, it 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 has not worked the way it's supposed to. Uh, firm uh, one firm had a competitor that actually um, uh, 
brought with it. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure the technology, but uh, uh, audio instructions about how to use it. But uh, they had some problems with the quality of the product and were forced by the FDA to withdraw it. So the problem is that the uh, regulatory apparatus prevents firms from jumping in real quickly uh, with uh, a, a duplicate of EpiPen, but there's, you know, there's plenty of spring-loaded syringes around and uh, epinephrine is cheap. Right. Uh, somebody could, and I predict somebody will, uh, come in with a competitor pretty soon. One peculiar feature here, this is authoritative speculation, but I still am willing to bet on it. So Teva, the drug company, supposedly is going to come out with uh, something like this within the next year. And what companies often do when they're um, when they they found themselves <laughs> with a monopoly, is, uh, but it's going to go away. Uh, they kind of wring the last few drops out of it, so they raise price at the end uh, 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 until the com- new competitor comes in, and then they they match those prices. So uh, th- this shouldn't be a permanent state of affairs. I guess is a, a somewhat reassuring punchline, but um, at the moment, of course, it poses a lot of problems for. Eight- 844-WHARTON is the number to give us a call and join in. 844-942-7866. We're talking with Mark Pauly here from the Wharton School, Professor of Healthcare Management and Business Economics. Also, Dr. Andrea Apter from the Perelman School of Medicine here at the University of Pennsylvania. Nadia is in Nashville, Tennessee. Nadia, go ahead. Hello. I was calling in um, to just sort of talk about the whole coupon um, issue. And, and really what it is, it, it works just like a regular coupon. It doesn't matter what your income is. Um, most of the pharmaceutical companies offer them for some of their um, high-dollar um, drugs. So the real question is whether or not people can access the website to get to the coupon or coupon code. Okay. Yeah, I think that's important. Uh, In a in a way, uh, although it's uh, of course increasing uh, increasing number of Americans are having high deductible insurance, decreasing number of Americans are being uninsured. Right. But increasing numbers are having high deductible insurance. Most people uh, still don't have high deductible insurance. So. Most of the cost of this uh, fantastic jump uh, is not borne by uh, John Q. Public. It's borne by the um, stockholders of uh, insurance companies. Now, uh, in the listing of most respected and less re- least respected companies in the U.S., ins- health insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies are tied for the bottom. So it's not hard. It's kind of hard to choose. But uh, at least initially, the great the reason, in a way, for the uh, in, uh, a p- large part of the increase is because of the spread of insurance coverage, and and then insurance companies are taking it on the chin in terms of the price that that they are being asked to pay because the patients have no reason to resist. How effective do you think this this couponing idea will be again to to help consumers at, at any level, Andrew? I think the bill will still be very very high for patients. Um, hundred dollars when the cost of the drug is over $500, is still considerable. 844, thank you very much, Nadia, for the call. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. There is, we were mentioning before uh, we went on the air, there is a generic version 
uh, out there right now. But as you were telling me beforehand, the cost of it is still prohibitive for most people. I called the I called a pharmacy this morning and asked for its cost, and its cost was just about the same as the EpiPen. Yeah. I was surprised. I think what happened there, at least uh, what I gather from um, uh, the journalistic reports, the, the kind of the list price of that uh, alternative is about $140, $150. But right. it seems pretty clear they've responded uh, to these changes, which generic firms sometimes do by just pricing just a little bit under the brand name product. Well, now, you, you have now the, the alternative, which we were also talking about, is not to use an EpiPen at all, right. but instead to use a syringe, a needle, and uh, and a vial of epinephrine, which is very cheap, and uh, use that as a way of administering. Uh, but but I mean, in a sense, the five hundred dollar difference or whatever it is is the price that people are being charged for the increased con convenience and reliability of the EpiPen. But that makes it very difficult because when you're struggling with anaphylaxis and yeah, trying you to drop a syringe, if you stick your finger, well, yeah. you can cut off your butt. And, and, how many, and how many kids would be allowed to take a syringe into school these yeah, days? Yeah, which, which is that, that's, a, that's a no-no <laughs> these days. 844-942-7866 is the number if you'd like to join in and ask a question. Mark Pauley from the Wharton School for a Professor of Healthcare Management, Dr. Andrea Apter from the Perelman School here at Penn, joining us here in the studio. We're talking about the pricing issues with the EpiPen. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. For those people that, that don't have to deal with this on a, on a daily basis, the administering of the medicine through an EpiPen has made this a, a, a very simple process, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> because, because of what? Just the technology and the and and the process of what uh, what you actually have to do in this, right? It's a spring-loaded syringe. You just um, hit your thigh and keep your the um, injector next to your thigh in your thigh for ten seconds. What about Some, the sometimes a second uh, dose is necessary, and certainly emergency care is should be. Um, requested if one uses an EpiPen. What's the lifespan of of a specific of one pen? I was just going to get to that. Um, usually, the expiration date is a year, twelve to eighteen months. So these pens have to be replaced, and that's another expense. Right. Um, it's um, epinephrine when it um, becomes um, inactive, it changes color. Epinephrine's clear. And it okay. becomes tan colored, but I'm not aware of degrees of loss of activity or and um, but and the take home message is that patients are being asked to replace these pens regularly, which often. is which is another reason why uh, it brings you back to the business end of this market is the fact that this is almost baked into the whole process that you are going to have to replace these. These pens every yeah. year to year to eighteen months. Yeah, this is a wonderful uh, business proposition because your product never becomes um, outmoded or obsolete. Everybody, everybody has to buy the new, the new model next year. Yeah. Uh, as I said, the uh, the the thing that's uh, still somewhat hard to understand, or maybe it was bad luck here, was the evaporation of uh, alternative sources of competition, which. Um, 
um, uh, uh, caused this company to wake up one morning and realize there's nothing to stop us from uh, jacking up our prices. And so since that's uh, what companies do, that's what they did. Do you think we're having this conversation now if the whole events with Martin Shkreli happen? Like if that never came up on the radar, do you think we're having this conversation about, about Mylan right now? Uh, I, I suppose it probably motivated some crusading reporters to find some other examples, and there's always examples uh, 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 because of, of, of price changes for drugs, uh, you know, are, are all over the spectrum from from decreases, and they do decrease, although mostly via generic competition, but sometimes the list price decreases uh, to um, quite substantial increases. Uh, there's, of course, thousands of products, and the uh, companies are actually not um, always uh, – um, sometimes they're asleep at the switch. They, yeah. they, they don't raise price when they could, and all of a sudden somebody says, let's, let's, let's raise price and see what happens. Uh, it used to be all that would happen, the worst that would happen is you'd lose business and then you'd go back to your old price. Now, the worst that would happen is you're, you're on Tom Costello's talking about you on NBC. Andrew, do you think we're having this if, if the whole Martin Shkreli thing uh, doesn't come up? Um, I think that that, that certainly um, raised consciousness of it and and to the public and certainly... At this time of year, when people are thinking about starting school, and many of the patients are children, it yeah. comes to attention. One should also add that adults are also need EpiPens too. Um, certainly, nut allergy and stinging insect allergy and other reasons for having an EpiPen um, apply to adults as well. But this does go back to kind of the 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 entire scope, Mark, of the medical pharma relationship and insurance as well as to and we've talked about on the show that that there needs to be either a closer coordination between those groups or there needs to be more focus on what the pricing is and and how this is all doled out to the consumer because it, it's becoming a, a, a bigger and bigger problem each and every day. Well, that's right. Although a special circumstance here was uh, the requirement that schools and emergency medical uh, services uh, have available EpiPens, which means they don't have the choice of walking away. Usually yeah. the way you keep a firm from raising price is uh, go to the, the price next. gets high enough, you you either go, you go to the close substitute or you get by without it for a while, uh, but they're not allowed to get by without it. So to some extent, um, and as you know, this is always my theme, there's plenty of blame to go around. The, the, the demand uh, that uh, could not really respond to price was created by some governmental rules and demand and uh, boy that's a chance to coin money well who who gets the who gets the, the the lion's share of the blame then is it the government or is it the is it the insurance company or is it the, the farmer themselves well uh, economists usually aren't interested in blame we're interested in how you can change things to make things better yeah. and there of course i'll just serve up the usual nostrum which is more competition which i i think will happen within a relatively short period of time because there's no genius involved with this but uh but but uh, certainly um, the, um, the complexities of the regulatory process probably uh, have contributed to this situation. Andrea? Uh, I'm interested in um, 
in promoting the regulatory process so this doesn't happen again. I'm sure um, most people are. Is it? It's a situation that happens, as Dr. Polly said, over many drugs in many situations. Is it your expectation that we'll see more instances of, uh, of these companies being up on Capitol Hill having to explain themselves to, to, to members of Congress here going forward? And at some point, maybe we will see something tried to push forward in, in Congress, even though uh, I think we both agree that, that you know, there are so much, there's so much influence from the, the medical and pharma industry to begin with, it may be hard to get something really pushed forward. Well, I'm not a politician, but I certainly hope we will see more on Capitol Hill. Yeah, there's a, a particular issue here. Usually what you can do to prevent price spikes is to um, stockpile the product, uh, um, um, either the buyer or someone else, uh, buy, it, buy, it, buy it when it's cheap and uh, keep a big inventory of it so you can ride, out, you can ride uh, over, uh, through periods of high price, but because of the um, – uh, temporary nature of the effectiveness of the epinephrine. Uh, this, one, this one was sort of custom, as I said, custom made to kind of close off many of the usual remedies that uh, people would have for rising prices of drugs or anything else. Is there any issue with, is, I think you mentioned it was Teva that is, is working on a, a potential uh, version of this as well, uh, and maybe out in the next year or two. Uh, is there? I mean, they. I would think, with the fact that the EpiPen has been around for for quite some time, the technology that they are working on, it, it has to be similar in some way yeah. to what to what uh, the EpiPen is. Correct? Yeah. Well, in general, uh, technology is easy to invent around. It's different okay. from a drug where if you've got a patent on a molecule, you can't. <laughs> That that's that you you can't um, find a so easily find an alternative. Although sometimes you can put you know an extra uh, extra hydrogen atom somewhere else and call it different. But for devices, uh, we really don't think that firms have long term market power because engineers can be turned loose and they can work their way around uh, almost any patent. Um, and in this case, um, they're perfectly good spring-loaded devices. It's more the the marketing, the uh, the, the packaging, the uh, product loyalty, uh, and um, the um, uh, 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 willingness of uh, of uh, users to use alternatives. I mean, some of the uh, uh, ambulance uh, companies and the fire departments have switched to syringe and uh, epinephrine as an alternative uh, that they have to carry with that they carry with them. But uh, uh, but um, uh, at least my prediction would be that it wouldn't be long before somebody else would come up with something that works the same. But there's not there's nothing. There's, there's no genius here. The importance of this issue, though, is from the medical perspective, is that you've got millions of people that have to use this. You have to do something today, and yeah. Exactly, Andrew. So, I mean, this is, again, similar to what Mark said. This is something you can't get around. So I guess having the competition will be a benefit uh, to maybe kind of put a rein on prices here in the in the future. Yes, yes. Um, it's also of interest that um, epinephrine comes not only as the EpiPen, but it comes as vials, and it also comes in bigger containers, um, not just the one cc vials okay. and the bigger containers are also in shortage right now hmm. so so why the shortage on on, on that particular I'm, one? I'm not sure but 
um, it adds to the problem a bit. The big problem being, of course, the EpiPen. 844-942-7866 if you'd like to join in and ask a question. 844-942-7866. It's interesting, uh, even though Martin Shkreli has drawn so much negative attention, he actually sent out a tweet yesterday which said, basically, you know, Altria, which is a cigarette manufacturer, has a 21% net margin. Mylan has a 9% margin. He's trying to highlight the opportunity for Milan, saying, "Look, they should have the opportunity to be able to make this, uh, this, this type of uh, this type of profit." I'm kind of going on the other side. It's like, well, why are we allowing something that is we know is has negative impacts on our bodies, cigarettes, to allow them to be able to have the ability to have a 21% margin on their product? Well, probably that's a good thing because it means they're charging very high prices for cigarettes if they're making yeah. that much money, which we know discourages the consumption of cigarettes. Uh, actually, I'd love it if they had a 125% profit margin and cigarettes were so expensive that nobody could afford them. Uh, right. So, yeah, I think focusing on profit focusing on profits or for that matter focusing on executive salaries you know they make you mad but uh, they're a drop in the bucket uh, it isn't the issue the issue is the price and uh, and the uh, ability or willingness of people to pay the price or uh, find some close substitute uh, you, you mentioned the executive salaries and and with Heather Bresch uh, her salary now up at about 19 million dollars but if they are doing the work, that ends up being incredibly effective and helping millions upon millions of people, $19 million is not that big of a thing. No, that's right, although this was this but was just packaging. This but was does not. anybody need $19 million? I wouldn't mind it. I've got three kids. That'll, that'll, that'll handle a lot of my college education well, concerns. I don't know. Then you get to talk about sports stars. and uh, Well, exactly the, right. The, the newscasters who are outraged at the high um, salaries of the people who are making salaries similar to them. Are you, are you expecting that we'll see more uh, cases of drug companies coming in front of Congress in the future? Uh, I think so. I think that certainly as part of Mrs. Clinton's campaign, uh, she wants to redesign how um, insurers deal with the drug coverage, uh, um, exactly what it's going to be, um, uh, you know, whether it be price controls or uh, redesign of uh, insurance policies so that there's a limit on an out-of-pocket payment or whatever. We don't know, but uh, this is an issue which uh, – uh, at least until November. Great to have you both here. Thank you very much for coming in today. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.